Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Missing the Point. Oh my gosh, we are doing more content for you. You're so welcome. You're a We're lucky back. bunch of yeah. boys and girls. We did a Sean Merriman interview this week, which went amazingly well. Shout awesome, out to yeah. Hollywood Ray for securing that interview and killing it on that show. Uh, shout out to Lights Out Sean Merriman for coming on. He did an amazing job. He was one of our most you know, prominent but also wonderful guests. Uh, Fun great fact, interview. I, I didn't know that about the tattoo, did you? No, that was super dope. Right? <laughs> like really right. cool anecdotes. So anyway, go that'll yeah. be in the show notes. Go listen to that, guys. Uh, we dropped a check my oil for this week's um, upcoming UFC pay-per-view, breaking down every single fight from the early prelims all the way to the main event. Um, and a little betting help on that one if you wanted to uh, you know, put your money where your mouth was. But I'm not putting your money anywhere. I, I, I'm just saying that's what I'm going to do. You want to tail it? Tail it. But And then today, just me and Real BK – Talking about the Boston Celtics, they've played almost every game they're going to play this season. We're down to probably two choices of who. Yeah, we're down to probably two choices of who they can play in the in the playoffs, right? Uh, considering we're playing the seventh seed, right? So we'll know by next Tuesday. Today's Thursday that we're uh, the the sixth that we're recording. So we're not going to know until next week on who we're actually playing. But that leads me to a couple of things we're going to do today. So everybody that's here. Here's what you're going to hear today. We're going to talk a little bit about Jalen Brown's uh, upcoming potential contract situation since he made an all-NBA team. Um, We're going to talk about some of the comments he's made. But I'm going to ask Bobby for his season grades on each player. So we're going to do a grade of each season. And then that's to look backward. And then to look forward, we're going to look at who you want and don't want if, if it matters if it matters at all, maybe it doesn't for the first round, but who you want uh, once that play-in tournament is decided on the 14th of April and we figure out who the Celtics are going to be playing now that we've officially clinched the two seeds. So quick chat at the start, Bobby. Um, haven't talked to you since late March about this when Jalen Brown has since kind of come out and said, I don't know if I'm going to fucking stay here. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, and I think... I think everything we said about the KD stuff, the trade rumors he seems to always be involved in, um, the the fact that I, I mean, this is what I've the, I've always said has pissed me off. The fact of the matter is, he would have been our Finals MVP had we won that uh, final series, and then it took two weeks to talk about how easily the entire city of Boston would ship him out for a KD trade. Certain members of this parish said the same thing. I understand why you would be salivating for Kevin Durant, but Bobby, 
is Jalen Brown right to be kind of snubbed at this point? And how big of a deal is it that he is? I mean, he's a member of the the greatest scoring duo since Shaq and Kobe uh, statistically. So uh, he's he's an underappreciated asset in in the city of Boston. And I've been trying to ring this bell for a while, and I need everybody to get on this bandwagon because the, he's he's a large large percent of the reason reason why we're so good. So is this ringing alarm bells in your head, or is he just saying stuff? Um, I think honestly, he's just saying stuff. To, if I'm oh, being, good. I feel honest. better. All right, that's I, the I, end of I, the show, everybody. Thank you guys. No, so no, no, much. because <laughs> so because when it comes to the the comments he said the other day to Sham, uh, kind of made me feel better about the whole thing. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. At first, I was definitely freaking out a little bit. Uh, but I, I feel like he knows what their place in history really could be. And I don't know if maybe Tatum sat him down after he had those comments because he specifically said like. You know, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Uh, he called Boston saying that some people take it personally about like, you know, when he plays bad games. And it's and not shit. every it's like, fan, but, you know, it's some he, part of Celtics which, Nation or whatever it was that he said. Yeah, don't don't. I, I'm on Celtics Twitter. They definitely do. They, they do attack yeah. Jalen more than is anywhere near necessary. But. I feel like he understands the. the the place they could have in history, especially because it's the Celtics, right? So imagine Kobe and Shaq, but better, but it's on it's the Celt it's the Celtics. So it's it's mm -hmm. like, you know, apples to apples when it comes to like the greatness of those two teams. Mm -hmm. So like they could go down as one of those best duos of all time. And there's no doubt about it. So he's gotta know that at this point. You know what I mean? And can I ask can I ask you like more of a meta question too? Like if yeah. Jalen if Jalen Brown was here. Could I reasonably make the point to him that success in the National Basketball Association over the last 20 years in what I would what Bill Simmons calls the player empowerment era, you know, what uh, what what a lot of people call like the ring chasing era, you know, what you'll hear Chuck and Shaq talk about, well, we did this, but we never da, da, da. I would make the argument that the most successful teams that we've seen in said era have been built and not bought. I, I mean, you're looking at a Boston Celtics team that was drafted, all of them. You know, all, all of your best players were drafted. We we made uh, uh, thank you again to Danny Ainge, and I don't want to hear anybody ever talk shit about him ever again to me. Um, now the the team looks like they look, and it's a team that he basically built. But the the crafty moves we made to draft Jason Tatum at, in the position that we did, and not we're not sitting here with with a Ben Simmons on our team. Um, because then that's just a contract uh, albatross Fultz. at this point, you know, like our Markel Fultz or, or someone along those lines. Like, yeah, there's been like top draft picks like De'Aaron Fox, you know, they have kind of like made more of, over the last couple of years than maybe they did when they first came in the league. But Jason Tatum is one of the best draft picks of the last decade. Um, Jalen Brown, you know, again, people at this parish were saying, let's just go get Jimmy. Let's trade everything. Let's go get Jimmy. I don't know how realistic that trade even really would have been, but I'm pretty glad Jalen Brown's here. Um, Robert Williams went healthy. You know, these are all players we drafted, right? Marcus Smart. I mean, even I, as people much complained as about him, that. Even Grant's a good draft pick. Yeah, no, he's not. Where, but uh, <laughs> fuck that guy. But honestly, I was, I was all, waiting for it. All in, right? Giannis drafted by the Bucks. Joel Embiid drafted by the 76ers. Mm -hmm. Um, the Golden State Warriors built, right? Not bought, built, right? Um, with the exception maybe of the one year that KD came. But they probably would have won the fucking championship that year anyway. The thing is, right, I think that there's something to be said for growing something and and, and how 
different your fan base is going to be if those guys have been with you since the jump and you've watched them grow. And that's why I think a, the, a large majority of the Celtics Twitter that you're referring to that, that bitches about Jalen Brown. I don't think you watch enough basketball, my friend, that would be Agreed. my, that would Agreed. be my response to you. I don't think you watched him at Cal. Like I did. I don't think you watched him in his fucking rookie year. Like I did. I don't think you watched us get bounced out early from the playoffs the year before we drafted Tatum and in fucking when there, were, there was no chance of winning the series. And I was watching Jalen Brown be the only one still putting an effort in. I don't think you were there. I think you had turned over to fucking will and grace or whatever the fuck you normally do with your time so at the at at the very least we can we can push that loud minority vocal minority out of the out of the, the chat right we could convince them of that couldn't we don't go anywhere jalen you're you'll have more success in a place that's yours this is your vibe this is your locker room this is your culture here at this point you're one of the top guys at, yeah. in, in 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 one of the best basketball teams in the nba like what why would you and well, i just hope there's that voices in his ear and i I would also pitch to him, listen, who do you want to be when you're remembered for NBA history? Do you want to be Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter? You know, these 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 great scorers, these great athletic dudes who just couldn't be on that great team, couldn't win those games. Because, listen, when you think back about those two guys, ultimately, yes, they were awesome, but their careers are kind of a disappointment. As, as, yeah, as, and, as also, an and also, hole. they're so violently loved by guys our age because right. we were, listen, we were a certain age guys. when we were love watching me. them, right? Like, T-Mac, like, I didn't know human beings could do that was, like, yeah, my reaction awesome. to watching T-Mac play, you know? Um, my dad tells a story of being on, like, a business trip, and he goes to the, uh, he goes to the Toronto Raptors stadium with, like, a bunch of businessmen, and he's like, Who's this Tracy McGrady guy? They've got a photo of him up and it's uh it's a guy looking up as someone's jumping over him and the top of the photo is just Tracy McGrady's shoe because he's jumping clean over the guy. And I'm like, <laughs> no, dude, he really can do that shit, right? So, you know, T Mac and Vince Carter, like vehemently adored by me and you right by, by by guys that are in their th early 30s now to mid 30s now as we first sort of, sort of started watching that kind of era of basketball player. But are they going to go down in history because they're not going to be on the documentary about any great teams that that won championships? You know, you know who is you know who does go down in history? Scotty Pippen, sure, Clyde Clyde Drexler, yeah, th 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 those maybe those not fancy, guys. maybe not right. you know, uh, yeah, I see your point. When you rank the top fifty players of all time, right? So mm -hmm. so guys that that ultimately you look at, you know they're better. So Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady, I think, are two great examples, and Scotty Pippen. Mm -hmm. Those two are better basketball players. Than Scotty Pippen, they're more athletic. They yeah, can do well, more yeah. The well, uh, uh, I mean, I don't want to like, go down this road with you, but because like we're, we, you know, we could enter into a very like NBA style argument right now. Okay. But, but but I know what you mean. I think you know what I mean. Ability, raw you know, ability, raw, raw right, ability, raw ability. Right. They could do more on the court than Scotty Pippen could on any given night. Right. Except that Scotty Pippen did more. On the right. Court. Well, <laughs> that's but that, because of the team. I feel yeah. like. The team what and what he's remembered in history is yeah. just ultimately higher on that list yeah, yeah. Than, than those two guys. You know yeah. what I mean? And it, it just. But, but but to your point, I mean, it's such a good point, honestly, because to your point, also Scottie Pippen's remembered in a very specific way. Like your, your sort of overall point, if I'm reading you correctly, is what you do now determines what the rest of your life is going to look like when right. it comes to like the NBA, like in, in the NFL. You can go and get your bag on a team that doesn't win a championship or doesn't win a Super Bowl, right? And because there's 11 guys on either side of the ball plus a billion special teams players, it's not really your fault. You know, like it's like nobody's like, well, I didn't win a Super Bowl unless you're a quarterback, right? And that's a whole other conversation. 
But in the NBA, it's like, dude, it's you and four other guys are going out there to try and see who the best team is, like and with with some help, uh, with some leg help, you know. So you will get remembered a- across from your peers for what you really did and what you achieved. And part part of that is deciding what you do with your career in the offseason and deciding where you go and where you and and or where you stay. And I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I just think he's got his best chance of winning championships in Boston. Boston's a winning Agreed. city. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? You want to go be the guy? That's fine. You can be the guy for five years in Charlotte and you're going to have fucking butt kiss to show for it. I promise. Agreed. Agreed. Um, now, I got like mad at Jalen by the end there. <laughs> he hasn't actually left. I really do hope he gets the Supermax, by the way. I hope that, that I hope that his performance this season uh, gets the payment that it deserves. Um, I think we should extend him the four years or the five. I think maybe we can do five. I think it's four if he goes somewhere else. And I think we can do a five-year extension, super max extension. I think now that he got all NBA, right? I don't know the ins and outs of it, but give him as many years and as much money as we possibly can and build this whole team around these two guys for the foreseeable, if you ask me. All right. So we've talked about Jalen Brown. Um, We don't have to worry about that yet. We still got a playoff run to, to do. Um, I got two quick questions for you before we start going through the season grades. And the first is, all right, two seed. Uh, it's clinched. It's official. Um, we were in the one seed for quite some time, and we kind of blew a lead there, uh, which is sort of a theme in some of the games that we have this mm. season. Um, but the Bucks are a very, very good team. I don't think it's the end of the world. Um, I, I think, I could be wrong, but I think we still have the second best record, right, if we went out? Yes. Yep. So we went out, we have the second best record over the Nuggets in the West. So there's only one team with a home uh, court advantage on us, and it is the Bucks. I don't love a game seven in Milwaukee, but then in response, we go and we absolutely put a hurting on that ass in Milwaukee. But at the same time, can't do the same thing in Philadelphia. So are you worried about the drop to the second seed? I, I, I was hoping at one point this this season that we were going to hit a, hit 60 wins, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Dude, is it a call to be nervous here? Um, So I don't know if it's the second seed that makes me nervous because we were second seed last year without getting in too much into it before like we get into the grades and stuff. I just have a different... It's a different vibe, man. It's just a different vibe than we had last year. I mean, I know last year at this point, um, me and you personally, after you know we went out and 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 whooped, forget who the fuck it was, and we were gonna play Brooklyn, and Tatum was like, you know, we ain't run from no smoke. We ain't, we ain't run. And we and, did. We and, put a fucking spank on them. Too. Yeah, and, and and we were With KD so on the team and Kyrie on the team. Well, but like even leading into it, remember, like I, me and you were like five, four, and yeah. it, it just had a vibe. This year yeah. doesn't have that vibe to me, and that's more what makes me worried. Is yeah, but that uh, vibe ended up in us not winning a championship. So that's like, true, maybe. <laughs> right? So right. I mean, I, I could be f- putting my foot in my ass here. So um, I don't know. I, I just have a different vibe. That's what makes me worried. I actually am worried going into the playoffs this year. I'm not well. Let me let me put it to you this another way from another angle. What if the reason we got to the finals last year bec- was because of that vibe? It was because the team really believed in themselves and they played a little bit above how good they were. And what if this season we're actually playing a little bit below how good we are and we have a little bit of a better record in the same seating? I, I think that this might be a little bit more of a of a professional hit than, okay. than, a, than a sloppy murder. You know, um, I, I think that what they what I the teams that they don't beat for the m- most part are teams that the we're not going to see in the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah. It's like I know it seems like an obvious thing to say, but it's sort of true. Right. So. I, you know, I know we didn't beat the, the 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 Sixers the other day, but that took a Joel Embiid game of the year 
and we didn't have, we didn't we didn't have, have on the floor. Yeah. So I, I'm not that worried about it, right? So I still think we fucking wax that ass every Embiid single time so we see them in every fucking. He, he was so time. good in that game. No, he's unbelievable, and like. Yeah. That when he was hitting that spot, like right, you know, probably four feet away or five feet away from the basket, and he was just like pulling up in that spot every time, and he was getting space every time. I was like, "This actually is low key sick to watch." I loved basketball in the fucking late nineties and early two thousands, and this is what a really good like Tim Duncan yeah. game looked like. This is what a really good like Dirk Nowitzki game looked like. Like, um, fucking, I, I, I just Kevin Garnett. I just feel like I love a, a, a stretch big man having a game like that to be honest with you so i was like stretch 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 to the 18 foot yeah not, well we not, never not saw any of those guys to stretch that, stretch, you know right that's I stretch fucking armstrong at this point right it's like, not remember the same pat, thing, pat ewing would shoot a 15 foot jumper he'd be like whoa what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and like it's it's not quite the same thing as watching Giannis like pull up from the very very front of the three-point line and you're just like oh we know we have them now if they're chasing this like joel and bead he actually can't operate everywhere. He's so good. Um, I think that uh, I think that I'm not super worried about them. It, it, the one thing I would worry about, and I have this on my list to, to bring up, so I might as well bring it up now, is Tatum does. He's still having some quiet four quarters. Um, yeah. And and I just I haven't seen and vibe wise maybe or this or that, but I just haven't seen a ton of like I'm fucking Jason Tatum. Get out of my way. Like I've seen him do a lot as far as like accumulate points and obviously he was in that MVP race for a while, but uh, I don't know. There's just not, there's still, I, maybe there's, maybe it's the playoffs that brings that out in players. I don't know, but it just, when he goes quiet in the fourth, I'm like, come on, man, you're the guy. You gotta be the guy. Yeah, it, it has had that little bit more of a vibe this year where I, I don't, what, what worries me is I thought the all-star game was going to bring that out in him where, right. where he was the all-star game and MVP. Well, Cause and he like, always, you know, takes now, that, now he always takes that huge step up. After the right. All-Star game, after, yeah, after the All-Star didn't... weekend. Yeah. And then last, this season, he was already sick and having a great season. So he kind of went the opposite way. Not really, but like he did sort of lose just a little bit of that momentum after that weekend. So, But then he still has those 50-point games. Like he had, uh, who who are we playing? Was it, I don't know, it was like last, end of last Utah? week. Utah? Utah, yeah. yeah he yeah, dropped yeah. 52. Jalen had yeah, like 40. Yeah. So, you know, also, it's... But also, like, and I think that their chemistry's, like, kind of reached its its nadir, you know? Like, it, it like they're they're at a point where they're like, yeah, we can play together. Like, we can, it's stupid to it. argue about this at yeah, this point. Yeah. Um, and either one of them can go off, which I like, especially in a playoff scenario where it's like, we need one of you two, we need one of you two. Um, but what's, I, what's a, I was just going to say, what, what surprised me is that they're ranked top three in offensive efficiency, defense efficiency, and uh, just overall offensive rating, which I, I, I got to say I'm surprised by. I, I don't know. I just, my, my vibe is so different than it was last year, and I feel like it shouldn't be. Sorry, go ahead. I think that, I think that what we got last year, and I, I know what you mean. I, I, I am like, different. Tapped, I am tapped into the same sort of vein of energy here. Um, my shockers are aligned with yours. I, I just think that last year it was like they weren't supposed to be as good as they were in the second half of the season. So when you run up a hill that quickly and that aggressively and you win that many games, like you have to remember, like they lost so many fucking games in the first half of last season. Like they yeah. really could not get their shit together. So in order to have the record that we have last season, we had to win a ton of fucking games in the second half of the season. So you start to think that nobody can beat you and there's the team doesn't have any holes or any flaws, but they do, you know, they, they do. I just will say, I, I, I would, other than the vibes, which are, I respect, I do. I am feeling that way too. <laughs> other than the vibes being a little off, 
Um, I'm not even making fun of you for that because I know what you mean. I'm it's literally different. saying like, yeah. other than that, like I think we're better than we were last year. So there's there's specific that. people that are noticeably better than they were last year. You know yeah. what I mean? That are, that are giving us, but there's also we'll we'll get to it in a second. That's a pretty yeah. good segue. But yeah. it, it, there's also people who are a lot shittier than they were last year. Okay, a so lot. Grant shittier. Williams is a lot shittier. I agree, but also then you can't put him in a position to hemorrhage your fucking chances of winning the finals because he's getting more minutes than he should, you know, because you know going in, you know going into the fucking playoffs who who should be there and who shouldn't. I kind of wish we had to tighten up the rotation a little bit more coming down the stretch here like we did last year, maybe not as in, in such an extreme way as we did last year, but if we had to just tighten it up a little bit more um, this last couple of weeks, I don't know how much we were really I, – I understand injuries. I understand load management. Um, and we were going to talk about Rob Williams and the load management situation, but I'm just going to say one sentence on that, and that is your load has been managed, my friend. You better fucking stay healthy yeah. for the remainder yeah. of the fucking season now. And like, better be – he better be a that's He better be a fucking it's, force it, in it's the a, playoffs, bro. I'm not, a force. I'm not being a dick. It's 100% of you yeah. to help us try to win this, and I'm not going to blame you if it's not your fault. But it's a hundred percent of you to help you help us try and win this. If you miss oh, one out. fucking playoff game, I want to trade you. That's it. Yeah. I want yeah. to trade you. We can't operate uh, of our uh, on our defensive front court relying this much on a guy that's available. We, this little. we talked about this with Ray. I talked about this with Ray last yeah. show, and it it it's inevitable at this point. You know what I mean? It's 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 an absolute certainty that you're either going to be without Rob for most of the season. Or you're gonna be without the best Rob in the playoffs. If he puts so, in a hundred percent rating, like we we thought that was the best version of him, no matter what happens. If he puts that in in this playoff run, mm-hmm. and he stays healthy for every single game, I'm happy to fucking pay him to exist in this manner forever, yeah, without a doubt. But you, you have should... to show me you can make it through a playoff series or, and or a, gotta, play, a playoff uh, run. That that I gotta see it. They just gotta prepare for it too. At this point, where where we gotta know going into the season that Rob's not going to be there for 60% of the games and, and you got to have a better contingency plan than fucking Grant Williams and Mike Mascala coming off yeah. the bench. I'm sorry, you have work. to. You have to. Right. You have to. I I watched Kevin Garnett's corpse go out and play fucking 40 minutes for the fucking Brooklyn Nets. Literally no <laughs> knees. And, no knees. You know, just like out there out there with like when you're fucking the rubber runs off your tire and you're just on pure axle <laughs> like and just no your dad like, no your dad looks at it and goes anymore and like we can't get fucking 20 something year old rob williams on the fucking court for a playoff run give me a fucking break all right yeah okay. i sound negative it's just because i'm a celtics fan so last thing we're gonna do um we're gonna do team grades i'll give you the choice because i can't really decide uh what the better way to do it should i go top down like who i think is best to worst or should i go the, the guy you forgot got a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, let's start. Let's start at the bottom of the bench and work up. All right. All right. I love it. Because um, I do think that there is some good conversations to be had. Yeah, for sure. With uh, regards to, you know, the Blake Griffins of the world, the, um, you, you know, players that I think it really have contributed <clears throat> over the course of the 2022 to the 20, 2023 season. So I'm going to do it by games played because I think that's probably makes the most sense, right? Um, yeah, I like it. I'm going to start with J.D. Davidson because he has actually played 10 games. And uh, rumor has it he might actually play tomorrow because all of our guards are hurt. So uh, what do you think of J.D. Davidson? What do you think he's really brought to the table in the f- sort of few minutes? I know it's hard to really get a, a read on him, but because, you know, we'll see him in garbage time. I do like his hair, which could give you a, a, <laughs> a little bit of a boost on the grade. But in context, 
how do you like having him as a shooting guard on our on our roster? He's a deep second round pick from Alabama, which is you know I don't think they might be better known for football. Just guessing, <laughs> but uh, they they now they were one seed this year in the tournament. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Um, but I still think they're better known for football. But um, well, yeah. Definitely. But uh, what do you think? What do you think? I know he's a bit of a garbage time player. Seven minutes here, two minutes there. You know, four minutes there. But uh, what do you think? Great, great, great him so far. Yeah, I mean, he definitely hasn't played much. Listen, I like JD Davidson. I was watching. Um, I know you hate on Bleacher Report, but Bleacher Report pulled up his G League highlights from this year, and he's definitely got some game, bro. So yeah, uh, he he's a project. He's definitely raw, but I think he's got. I, I'll give him an incomplete from this year. Okay. I, I don't I don't think I right, really give enough. him a grade. Fair enough. Fair but enough. Fair he, he he definitely has a future with this team. I think, especially if the trends from the guard position continue. I was going to say he fits the mold. He definitely fits the mold. And I think yeah. you can if you if you keep him here inside the culture, I think you could actually get some decent productivity out of him down the stretch. Um, all right, uh, Moose, late season edition, Mike Muscala um, hasn't seen maybe as many minutes as. I might have thought he was going to see. Um, he's averaging, he's averaging a decent tick, but 14? he hasn't played Not that bad. many games. Yeah, but he hasn't played that many games, so you know his minutes per game are going to be a little skewed one way or the other. So I wonder. Uh, I liked him. I liked him coming in, but I think maybe. Do you think maybe too little, too late on the addition to have him be a viable playoff rotation guy at this point? Um, I'd rather see him out there than Grant at this point, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, um, I, I just see I him still like the... having him on the team. But what, what do you think? I, I see him as the Tice of last year, but I like him better. You know what he's I mean? Definitely that's better the, than Tice. That's the role he's playing, though. Where it's like yeah. he's gonna he's gonna be playing those. Uh, if 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 Al gets in foul trouble, if Rob gets in foul trouble, I hope he. I know, hope those... he's not the Tice of this year because damn, Tice was bad in the fucking playoffs. Oh, he was so year. bad, bro, so <laughs> bad. Um, even Al was looking at him like, bro, what the I fuck know. are you doing? Where what was um, he doing out there? I, I'll give him a. Be because I I do think he brought valuable minutes to this team down the stretch, and I think he is going to be someone who's going to hit a couple big threes in the playoffs. I think he's going to be one of those guys where you see him in the corner, you're going to be like Moose, and it's yeah. I'll give him a B. Okay, I I mean I think that's fair. Uh, we're probably going to have more to say about him than the next guy, Justin Jackson, small forward. I think um I think people thought he was going to be better than he was when he came into the league uh obviously he hasn't done like a ton on the seas and i would i would accept another incomplete if you're gonna give another incomplete yeah he's an incomplete for sure did we um who do we get him from oh he's uh he's from phoenix okay yeah yeah yeah. no definitely incomplete though sorry yeah um i think that uh, that's i mean yeah we, there's nothing to really say about him as much as he's actually played more games than muscala he's he's averaging like three minutes a game so like what do you even know about it Noah Vonley, I, I do think uh, I do think he contributed um, across the, the the first few games, um, but I do remember very specifically saying to you, it's really important that Noah Vonley is not our option at <laughs> at this point of the rotation, and we've definitely seen I think less and less of him as as time has gone on. Um, I think I think that uh, the coaching staff likes other players a little bit better for those few minutes the scraps table scraps that we can really give. Um, what do you got? What do you got for Noah? Poor Noah. I think I think we can give him a, a C just based off the fact that what you said at the beginning of the season he was exactly like the only option out. and he did okay. Yeah, and, right, and, for a and, and but like there there was a moment where literally me and you had the conversation like if Noah Vonley is is, is a piece I, I think I literally said like we're if he's in still trouble. playing and if he's still playing in like 
December, I think we're in trouble. <laughs> so, so for that, because he 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 fit right into our mold that we knew he was going to. He didn't disappoint us, and he doesn't play anymore. Yeah, so we'll give him a C minus. Um. Okay. Cool. Uh. Funny enough, next on the games played list, um, because he's played fucking barely any, even though he should be one of the better guys that we're talking about, is Robert Williams. Now we did just dedicate a whole section to Robert Williams, but I would love to know what your letter grade is for him, and then taking into account the fact that. Maybe it's not up to him that he hasn't seen the court, but I mean, it is, you know, what's your NBA teammate grade if you're not playing any games? <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I think he's a, uh, I don't even want to say it an incomplete, you know, when you got, he's a about grade, to be a playoff starter, Bobby. You got so a great, you're going to have to give him a break. You're going to so have to remember, remember when you got a grade in college in, in high school, where it's like, fail. you miss too many, you miss too many assignments, but they like gave you a chance and you could make up work later. And they give you like an incomplete, but no one ever gave me that later. Always just give me an F. (laughs) All right, fine. I'll give, I'll give him a fucking F. I'm annoyed at Robert Williams. I am annoyed. I'm just annoyed that like, Okay, but the semester's not over on that front, right? Because he could get an right. A in the playoffs and he'd average his, his C final for the year. his right, his so it's like college. Your final is 80% yeah. of your overall grade going oh, into it. Absolutely it is. Going into it, going into yeah. it, you're not doing great, but yeah. you still have a chance. You can so still you pull it around. Study, you better man. fucking study. Mr. Williams, you could still pull it around and frankly you relate to every class this year and it's not helping time lord. Um okay. He was late um, to his press conference. I know his, that's his where introductory. Pre- that's where you get the nickname. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Blake Griffin, and quite frankly, I'm giving Blake Griffin an A, uh, just just right off the bat because he's mm-hmm. done so much more than like I ever thought he was going to on this team. I also give him an A just specifically for that Sixers game where for the headbutt he, and he <laughs> well the, and the he called out Doc for giving him space and he was like you know I don't know about oh the Doc, Sixers game yeah. yeah yeah I was thinking yeah. of the what Milwaukee game where little yeah. Dacumpo tried to like headbutt him and he laughed at him I thought that was awesome. <laughs> Um, but yeah, calling out Doc was good. Um, I, I think that it takes that. it takes a lot to be as good as you as Blake Griffin was, and then decide that you're going to be a really solid example of a role player in a in a in a good team. But I think Blake Griffin's still trying to win a fucking chip, bro. And uh, I think that if he contributes on this and he goes and gets his fucking ring in uh, in Boston, I think good for him. I think he get him a ring, fucking write his name on it. Shit, I don't know how many fucking he might. He might be Scalabriniing his way through these uh, playoffs. Um, if he's not, we might have bigger problems to talk about anyway. So I don't know how much credit we can really give to Blake Griffin, but glad he's here. Um, your boy Peyton Pritchard. I mean, I've turned on him completely. I, I just the talk, you know, Peyton Pritchard. You are just not good enough to be throwing spanners in the works in the middle of the season about your minutes and bitching about wanting to play all the time, like. Really, like we're trying to win a fucking championship here, and we want to hear we want to see headlines. Peyton Pritchard says this, Peyton Pritchard says that. I'm sorry, man, but I watched you get absolutely butchered on every single switch in the last playoff series. I I watched you play like you're an absolute fucking liability in the playoffs, and you're going to come out here and start demanding minutes. We're going to start building rotations around you in the regular season when we have the players we have. Get the fuck out of here, bro. I mean. I think he's a fun player. I think he's got a good shot. I think it is a little unfair to ask a player like him to be consistently good without minutes. I think that he needs rhythm. I think that like, but I also think that like LeBron James at 22 is, doesn't exist anymore. And that's where the Peyton Pritchard of the world used to get their minutes. Like he needs Mo Williams minutes somewhere right, where if right. he wants to be in the fucking playoffs with like with somebody, you better have one sick fucking player on your team. Cause it's not you. Like you need Kyle Corver minutes somewhere, my friend. And honestly, you're not gonna get those in Boston. Like we we built a whole ass team here. So 
<sighs> Sorry to go on a Peyton Pritchard rant. I know you're the one giving out the grades, but fuck that guy at this point. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, w- I don't want to say I'm with you, but he, his his way of basketball doesn't fit with this team anymore. There, there was there was a point in time before we had Brogdon that he did where you know we actually needed a shooter to come off the bench hot and provide us. But with look at the difference. A, a, a couple of threes in a row. Off the bench. Bro, it's, look, look it's, at the it's not even right. It's night and day, bro. Yeah. And and. I love Peyton Pritchard. He's he's a hundred percent out of here this offseason. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think he becomes a starter or or a high level yeah, role I'm player sure the in the NBA. Charlotte for sure, the Hornets would love to have him. I, I'm Ex- sure that's, that's exactly that, where he belongs. I, you know, I'm sure that yeah. the New Orleans Pen- Pelicans would actually. They got that. Uh, they got that one guard. That Alvarado. Yeah, Alvarado. So I fucking love Alvarado. Him so quick. Yeah. Um, just like defensive hustle plays, like Marcus Smart, circa like sophomore. Year. I love it. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not spending too much time painting Pritchard because we got to move on because Marcus Smart is the next uh, guy we're talking about. Uh, I think to, if people have finally sort of come around on the fact that uh, Jalen and Jason aren't as good if Marcus Smart isn't out there. I think that he's making a lot better, a lot, a lot better decisions than from a few years ago, but still even better decisions from last year about when he takes shots. I think his shooting's good. I don't mind as much when he takes threes, especially if he's open. Um, he's still a good defensive player, even though obviously he scaled that back a little bit and we have as sort of as a team. Uh, I'm interested to know what you, what your grade for Marcus Smart is and what it would have been last year. And if it's changed or if he's just sort of been the steadiest anchor on this thing. I, I gotta be careful with this because listen, I love Marcus. I do. Uh Oh, I think the squad was better when Brogdon was in that starting okay, lineup. Okay, okay, so hold on a second. It, it, hold on a second. I, was, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, I just have to say, I, I agree, and I was, but I was going to bring that up in the Missoula conversation because he gets a grade in this too. And I think that he his choices in certain rotations are the problem because you can't get mad at Marcus Smart for how good Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon have been this year. You just, you can't like, that's not Marcus Smart's fault. You know what I mean? I still think like one-on-one, if we come up against any sort of shooting guard that can like really scorch us, we're going to be really, really glad Marcus Smart's on the team. Like yeah, wh- what kind of, what kind of series is, uh, is Drew Holiday going to be having? And like, is it going to be different if Marcus Smart is out there guarding him kind of a thing? I, I just, I, I don't think, I know what you're going to say. And I just don't know if it's fair to beat Marcus with the stick of the fact that Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon are, categorically better offensive point guards but he's never been that guy so i i also think that he has been uh less less than i don't know what the word i'm looking for is he's been underwhelming since he came yeah, back but that's that's why i asked but he, he's, I he, asked he's compared to that has he really been doing that much differently yeah yeah i mean he he last year i feel like i mean maybe it's because he had to uh, you know, uh, he he was forced into that role to be that defensive stopper Swimming every night. He had to be the vibe. Yeah. He had right. So it, it is. It I is definitely a, a different situation. It's definitely a different situation than last year. Um, I also his, think maybe email like and him were a little bit more simpatico than maybe him and Missoula. I, I honestly think so. This is kind of. I, I want to go back to the vibes that we talked about. I feel like those That's vibes, the show, baby, it's the vibes. Are, are are specifically about smart. If I'm being honest, because you know when when smart is smart, this team has such a a a, a fuck you to them. They did that at the end of last year, you know, and and it feeds off of him, and everyone absorbs. You think that. because he's not going to be the guy, he doesn't care as much. I I just don't think it's it's 
it the fire doesn't feel like it's there. I mean, granted, the playoffs may change that. It's very, very possible. But like yeah. I, I, the days of Marcus Smart drawing that charge against Harden at the end of those games, things, things like that. We right, haven't like, seen look, any of those like, moments. Do we, do we, need to ask we haven't seen that any of him anymore. Do we need to ask that of him? That's, anymore? Like we we right. talked about. Like that's the catch for me. 22. I know I know what you mean, but I I just don't know if Marcus is playing that differently. I just think the team is playing that differently. Do you know what I mean? Like I just think that we do shit differently than we did when yep. he was like you were saying the the focal point of of a lot of like what got us going. You know, and there was like a couple of years there, Bobby, where. He was like the senior guy, like after post Kyrie sort of like even post Kemba time where like he's just like kind of the oldest. And it took a little bit for him to like hand the reins off to Jalen and Jason. But it, a lot of that was because they weren't 100 percent ready to be the leaders in the locker room. And he was, you know, and I just think like. I just think we're going to need him, man. I, I think we're going to oh, need like, good Marcus Smart performances to win actual playoff games. Like, I still think he's that dude. So. I hope okay, you're so wrong. Here, here's a question for you. This is more about Smart, too. Um, is is it that we just don't see him on offense as much down the stretch because we have Brogdon and White running the offensive part of our, you know, uh, the point, the two, and we don't see him make that impact on offense. So we don't necessarily look for him to make that impact on defense. Yes, you know I what I mean? That's like what our I'm eyes saying. aren't actually I think it's on a It's a right. perspective issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a shift in the camera. I think that, like, I think that when everybody starts playing really hard defense in in two weeks, I think that you're going to be like, oh yeah, <laughs> like I think that's our boys be part back. Of it. Okay. I okay. also think that like, I, like okay, look, you know me, like I think you're more inclined to like a Marcus Smart type guard than I am. I think I'm more inclined to like a Derek White type guard. I think that like when I watch Derek White play, like I just really like his game. I really like that you know a lot of the stuff that Ray said about him before he came here was very true. You can't slow him down. He moves at his exact own pace. He He's super aware of the clock. I really like when the ball's in his hands. For, from a purely offensive point of view, I really probably prefer Malcolm Brogdon to have the ball in his hands over Marcus Smart because I just think that the way he finds lanes, the way that he's able to like sort of see the way defenses are set up, like he just has this like playmaking IQ that like he can score if he needs to. He can like he's just like that kind of point guard. He's probably he's, your exact kind his of point dribble guard, right? I, drive. His dribble drive kick, man. His dribble drive him. kick. Like gives I me genuinely butters. like love watching Malcolm Brogdon play basketball. It's like yeah, one of my favorite so things. Him and Derek White. But yeah. I'm just I'm hesitant to sort of turn my back on Marcus in any way, just because he's he's been asked to do less, and it's been, we, we that's what we were asking for. That is we what we were asking for, that for years. Yeah. So, so, so Marcus just, shouldn't be the guy yeah. having to do that. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. That doesn't mean that he shouldn't be here, but I I hope that you're. Your theory is proven incorrect that he is going to down tools because he's not the dude or something, or, or you know he's not going to try as hard because he's not a, as a focal of a point of this team. I think that I think that if we win a championship this year, our previous years are also going to count for shit, you know. And I think he's a big part of that, and I think he'll still be a big part of the playoff run. But we got to move on. Um, Al Horford, same question. I mean, uh, hopefully a different answer. Just got to love Al Horford, right? So glad he's yeah. here. Can't believe yeah. it. I love Al. I, I give Al an A, and he'll get an A until he. Oh, what'd you Boston. give Marcus, by the way? Uh, I say B minus, B minus. Okay. Yeah. Right. I I I I don't want to say he was bad. What about you? Probably like a B plus. Yeah, I don't want to say but he like was we're bad, in like but he wasn't great. Way. But like White, you know, not to spoil no spoiler alert, but like White and and Brogdon are both A pluses for me. So yeah, there's no doubt yeah. about that. Well, yeah. there's no argument, right? There's yeah. such good pickups. Um, but I think. Um, yeah, Al, I think steady Eddie, uh, good leader, always the first one off the bench to celebrate when cool shit happens. Uh, he's, 
he's happy to be there. He's, I think it's a good uh, fit. I don't know if his shots, I would have to look at the percentages. I don't know if his shots are falling at quite the clip that they were falling at last season, but I still think he can hit you a big three in an open space. Uh, what's your grade for him? Um, I mean, I was an A. Like I said, I was an A. He'll always be an A because of what he brings to this squad. Without Al, man, Jason and Jalen don't get over that hump that they got over. And I, I, yeah. I, I, I 100% believe Uncle that. Al. Without Al, that doesn't happen. Uncle so. Al needed him. Needed him for the vibes, Bobby. <laughs> um, We're all about the vibes, bro. We're all always, about the vibes, always. bro. I brought my car. About the vibes, bro. <laughs> you are, um, that's funny. You are wearing Jalen Brown. For all the listeners, he is actually wearing a Carhartt beanie. Just if you're on the YouTubes, you can see it. That's true. Um, it's uh, Jalen Brown. We had a we had a whole Jalen Brown conversation already, but performance wise, masked Jalen included. What do you got? Um, a A plus. Jalen's yeah. been so Jalen's been Jalen's been unreal this he's year. Been, he's been great. Um, <laughs> he's been great. I think he deserved a higher spot in the All NBA teams, but I think he's been great. Yeah, he's definitely getting at least second team. You'd think, right? I think it isn't it already decided. Didn't he make? I don't. It? I don't know if it's Didn't decided yet. All NBA? I thought. I thought that the, or at least they were saying that he was probably going to make third team All NBA. But um, yeah, A plus for me as well. I, I'd put him on the second team. But you know, he, he went up a level, right? He went up yes. a level this year. Yes, the, yes, the, yes, this yes. has been a different Jalen to where Absolutely. you know Absolutely. it used to be. Uh, you know, he would score twenty consistently and have breakouts at 30. Now yeah. he's scoring 28 to 30 consistently and having breakouts to go up to 40. I mean, to he's 50. matching, he's matching yeah. Tatum on certain nights. Um, if he was Robin to Tatum's Batman, he's now Nightwing. You know, he's just a slightly nice. cooler Robin nice. in, uh, yeah. in, nice. in, in, uh, in, in better attire. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to go up one more on the list to Luke Cornett. He does that thing where he jumps straight up in the air when guys are taking shots. Uh, I don't know what grade that gets you. I hate when he's on the floor. So uh, what do you got? I'll give him a C. He's played 67 he, games for this. Yeah, <laughs> he, he definitely played a role and he played important minutes that we definitely needed him. I fucking hated Hated with a passion that jumping thing. I thought it was the stupidest. Yeah, I, did, I just thing didn't want. I didn't want to be associated with the conversation. It's the kind of conversation you have about middling to shitty teams, and I, I just didn't want to be. I didn't. Really yeah, it's the that. kind of stuff that guy with the goggles the and the in the in the shorts that are way too tight at the wide yeah. does. You know what it I mean? Says We're it like, works, bro, but everybody knows that down. it's not a real thing in basketball. Yeah. It's just like there happens to be a coincidence happening right now, but it's not going to last because that's not a thing. And any shooter will tell you it's not a thing. Yeah. So yeah. let's stop talking about it. Um, um, yeah, C, C-, 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 C- minus. C-, C minus works for me too. I don't want to see him in the playoffs. Almost a D, like a 70, you know, <laughs> 70. <laughs> see me. <laughs> underline, underline. Right, right. <laughs> Got a few of those in my time. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, we already talked about, but let me, uh, I already told you my grade for him is an A plus. So just give me your letter grade for him. Yeah. A plus. Uh, I, I think he should be a run. He's a runaway six man of the year, right? I mean, that's, I think, that's, that's, I think that's we all said he was going to be six man of the year. I think that was like pretty much decided, but I just he's, love what he's on the court. He's just exactly what this team needed, man. Yeah. And, 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 and I genuinely hope this goes to show. I think Gallinari was too, though. I, I do think oh, that it would have been really cool. Can you imagine if Gallinari was on yeah. this team? I think about that all the time. Cause like that would have, they would basically, the he would have gotten like the minutes that Sam Hauser got and it just oh, would have been like bro. so much better. You know what I mean? Like it would have been so much better, uh, but it's cool. Um, speaking of Sam Hauser, there's a, there's a transition for you. He's played more games than a couple other guys, but what do you got for Sam Hauser? Uh, B minus. He he's had his moments. He, he had that that shot against Milwaukee, which was fucking dope. Yeah. Um, you know he 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 
He's a lot like who's the heat guy? Struess. He he yeah. reminds me a lot of Struess. I, I feel he like he might be know, able to catch fire on a shooting exactly in the playoffs. It could there's, happen. There's there could be a game against whoever we play, whether it be Miami, whether it be um yeah, where he know, wins us a game. The Nets he where like he, four threes. he hits, right 14, 16 points. Yeah. Has has some threes. Yeah, I agree. So I, I'll give him a B minus. Sam Hauser coming yeah. out of nowhere with another three. I can hear it. I can see it. I, I it could happen. Bang bang. <laughs> And look Mike where Green. he's I coming from. I can't wait. Sam I can't wait, Mike Houser. Green for Mike Green. Um, so looking forward to the playoffs. Um, okay, Sam Hauser, fine. I'll agree with that. Derek White, we already talked about as an A plus. Jason Taylor, listen up. I know it's I know I know we're running a lot, but let's not blow by Derek White here. Okay. Well, we uh, did. I, we already did a whole Derek White section. Yeah, but, but like, we can talk about him some more. I don't care. Yeah, let's talk about our boy D White because I love him, I love him to bits. I mean you both. Mm-hmm. Going into the playoffs, we're sold on Derek White. I was oh, out. We 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 were out, bro. We didn't want anything to do with this dude. And what he stepped up and become this year is is light years ahead of where I thought he was going to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was like, a lot to ask in just... retrospect of for him to come in like that late in the season and really make any sort of meaningful playoff impact. I think that's that's tough. Especially considering his game and how like you kind of do have to work around him a little bit, um, not in a bad way, like just in a way of like you kind of have to let him run the game, right? So you kind of have to let him like do what he's gonna do. But he's just like a solid seven and a half, eight out of ten at everything, and uh, you know he doesn't get exposed too badly on switches defensively either. He's a good defender. He he's good enough at least. He's, he's good, good enough, enough to play opposite of Brockton. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah, they have a good one-two punch defensively too. I think um I think he's got a good shot and I just love that he can like put that floater up from like 10 feet out and it goes in and you just you think it's going in. A lot of guys on this team this year like think stuff's going in all of a sudden that where last year you might have thought maybe not. I think I include Smart in that. I'm like when when Smart's stepping up in like big situations, I I'm just a little bit less like gun shy than I was with him last year, but I get over that steadily the farther we get away from uh some of the things he did. By the, by the way, <laughs> just got here. So it, it's noticeable their shooting percentage. At least I looked up Al Horford's last year, thirty three percent, about forty four percent from three this year. Yeah, and I will also say um, that's a good thing because what I don't think we were last year was a team that uh, beat you if we were shooting well, no matter what. I think that we sort of are now. I, I think that if we're not shooting well, we're not going to win a game. And and I. I think that's been hard for people to sort of process because it's like we used to have this identity where we'd say like, well, we can just dig it out. We can go do this. We can do that. But it doesn't really matter so much because I think we're shooting well a lot. So and maybe the, like you said, maybe the playoffs are going to be different. I mean, it, it starts to find you out, but it also starts to elevate you to the position that you're in. I think Derek Point's going to be a big part of that. And I think his shooting percentage is up. So glad to have him. Uh, well, two guys left. Jason Tatum. I'm gonna give him an A minus. I was you read my mind. Read my mind. I think he was. I mean, he was. In, in a, I, I'm beating him with the stick of his own standards here. You know, like the standards he set. Obviously, he's better than everybody else on the team. But we're grading our superstar here. Yeah. So I mean, he didn't overachieve like to the point we he had set up our expectations to at the start of the season. So. Like he fell off a little, a little. Not, I'm not saying like don't cut that and say I said Jason Tatum fell Jason off. Jason Tatum right? fell off, bro. Jason um, Tatum. I'm just saying he, he set a really high bar, and then he dropped off that a little bit, and I think that does lower his grade just a little. Yeah, I mean, which is maybe unfair, but it is what it is. I mean, it's it's definitely unfair, but I feel like it's because of 
like you said, we're beating with the, hit the stick of his own success because yeah. w- when it comes down to what he showed us last year in the playoffs, I know, I know the Warriors thing was different, but like I just had a mindset this year where he was going to be in the finalist for that MVP. You know what I mean? And, and I didn't think there was any doubt about it. Yeah. But the fact that he was in that race and he was fully entrenched in it, he was number one at one point for, for a few weeks shows that, you know, he, he definitely took a step back in the second half, which is exact opposite of what we wanted because if Jason Tatum is going to be the guy that we think he's going to be, he needs to be elevating at this time and he needs to be taking games over. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather I, he was. I, I'd rather he had worse stats and was less involved Agreed. in the MVP race, but uh, was hot right. going into the playoffs than like the situation we're in right now. But I'm, again, I mean, who, who knows? You know, like you get a little fucking warm up game against the Heat or whatever, and we'll see how it goes. Um, of course, we'll, if we do play the Heat, we're definitely gonna make that series look harder than it is. Uh, I was just gonna say, <laughs> doesn't doesn't that, I, you just said that like off the cut? Doesn't that make you nervous? Oh, as yeah. as as all hell. No, I think we'll in the, win the series. I just think it's going to be really annoying because the the heat or the heat. But I also think they're garbage. Like I think they've gotten way worse. But whatever, yeah, it doesn't but... matter. I think the bottom of the East is so bad. Like the bottom, the play in like area. Like the Raptors fucking stink. We established that years ago. The fucking <laughs> we established, you established that, with, that years. We established ago. that with the fucking birth of the podcast. Um, but we established Red that fucking. The f- yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, dude, but like that guy's three feet tall. Oh, anyway, whatever. Um, I think that the yeah, I mean, the bottom of the East is fucking is the stinky bins. But um, lastly, but certainly not least, the Grant Williams. He's played 77 games. He's he started played the most games, games on this team. No, I jumped around with Derek oh, Hauser. Okay. Derek, okay. Derek Hauser, Derek White, and Sam Hauser have both played more games than him, but um we kind of transitioned into a conversation about those guys. So uh, I like okay. played the third most games on the team, 77 games, 23 started 26.2 minutes a game in those 26 minutes. And I hate reading off stats. You know, I hate reading off stats, but his are fucking damning in those 26 minutes. He's averaging 8.3 points a game. What does he do if he doesn't score points? <laughs> if he doesn't shoot threes that go in, if he doesn't, I, I, I didn't see, is it, oh, oh, well, when Grant goes out there, like, he can really slow down Giannis. Giannis only had 56 points. He might have had 58 if Grant wasn't out there. Fucking get this guy out of here. Also, also, there is no greater sin than being a guy of Grant Williams' stature on a team and thinking that your stature is one, that you can get a technical foul when we're still in and with a chance to win a fucking game, and it's the last few minutes, like he did in that Sixers game. You got a T. For bitching at the refs that you were fucking fouled. You don't get those calls. You don't get those calls, Grant. You might want them. I'm sure everybody wants them. You don't get them. Because you're Grant fucking Williams. Okay? Get that through your weirdly shaped head. I cannot fucking deal with this guy anymore. He's trash. If he has meaningful playoff minutes in clutch situations, we're not raising a banner i can't with this guy i can't rob williams needs to play so many minutes for me to not go insane anyway that's all i got on grant williams f minus yeah i i so he gets an f minus from me as well uh i know Celtic nation is gonna hate on this because like grant williams has a fucking fan club within Celtic nation for some reason um but but i'll bet he does we the, talked about the, how stupid certain sections of every fan that's base. Right, right, yeah. The ones that are hating on Jalen Brown. It's love the, Grant we have Williams. the internet, my friend. We can go yeah. find people who believe anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, you get an F minus for me for for trash talking 
against the Cavs in a huge game, saying, watch me make these two free throws. Oh, and then so not only, not oh, that only, was so embarrassing. Not only did you miss one of them. You bricked which, both. You, you bro, bricked both of them. Which, You're which, making us look which, like a bunch bro, of idiots. Yeah, bro, that's that's a Dylan Brooks move. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a move of, of a dude who's just... Because he he believes, he, and I he's get not in it. Touch with reality, you want to, bro. You want to, you want to have a high level of self confidence as a top level athlete. I I I believe that you should. That's a good thing, but not like that though. You know, don't make yourself look stupid. You make yourself look stupid. You make us look stupid. And I gotta say, he was probably the only Celtic fan or person that was confident that he was going to hit both those free throws. And I, I, I know Can for I a fact something? I was like, he's going to fucking miss these. And I tell he's you something, when I these. saw, I read his lips. It was really easy to read his lips when he was talking to Dylan Brooks. Or he wasn't talking to Dylan Brooks, but he was talking to the fucking Cavs team. Who was it that was, was it Mitchell that was talking? I think it was Donovan. Yeah, I think it was Mitchell. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing it to Donovan fucking Mitchell too? Yeah, yeah. Who, who you should, like, come on, bro. Like, let's take everybody that's ever played in the National Basketball Association, right? If the top of the fucking mountain of list of guys that are good it is in on the West Coast, Donovan Mitchell lives somewhere in Arizona, okay? He lives somewhere in the kind of western part of the desert. I'm not saying he's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but if if the farther west you go, the better of a player you were in the NBA, I, I'd give him like maybe like Utah. I don't know. He's, he's, he's around there somewhere. Grant... My friend, you live in Newfoundland, okay? You don't live even on the East Coast. You live somewhere far, far away from where Donovan Mitchell's house of NBA talent is built, okay? Don't talk shit to him. And when I read his fucking lips, he was like, I'll make both. I'll make both. I was like, he's going to fucking miss both. He's going to miss both. I knew he was going to miss the first one. I would have bet my fucking mortgage. On him missing the fucking first one. Like, get out of here. Don't talk shit to Donovan Mitchell, first of all. You're making us all look bad. There's like four guys on our team that could talk shit to Donovan Mitchell and it would be fine. You are not one of them. If Marcus Smart was doing it, I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> like, not you, dude. If Al Horford was doing it, I'd be like, yeah, you're goddamn right. If Jason did Jalen Brown, obviously. Grant Williams, I mean, don't talk shit to Donovan Mitchell, dude. Even, even if Derek White was talking shit to Donovan Mitchell, I'd be like, hey, that's... Come on, dude, it's Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. Chill out. Yeah, I don't know if Chill you're out. there yet. I don't you know, know when like, there there's yet, always a guy, probably because he's mad annoying, but you know where there's like always a guy who's like not that good, and he's like, there's always a highlight of him talking shit to LeBron James like once a season. You know, there's always like a Patrick Beverly yeah, like, talking Pat shit Bev to... Or Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevens, or, or, yeah. yeah. Or uh, or uh, fucking who who am I thinking of? Moncrief, I remember like talking shit to yep, him. Like yep. it's like no, yeah, it's like dude, don't talk shit to LeBron James, please. <laughs> you look so stupid. He's about to put you on ESPN. He still can. Anyway, yeah, that was F minus F because of that. And honestly, I oh, don't know also what... shades of like Draymond just being his dad for throughout the whole fucking last year's playoffs, like just really being like, you can't be me. You're trying to be me. You can't be me. And I'm just like, he's right. He's fucking right. That's the problem. Yeah, it's not that yeah. he's just talking that shit. It's because Grant Williams shouldn't be in these fucking conversations with these players. He's not that level. Like an eight points a game. Grant Williams should be the dude that is an automatic six fouls every time he's in because you put him in strictly to go out there and, and, and just use his body. And he and had a good stretch. Around. I mean, he had a good stretch. If we're being really honest, he had a good stretch. Probably he had like a three week stretch in the season where he was, and it was a really excellent. good three weeks. Right. Right. Um, excellent. He had a really good few weeks at the end of last season and the start of the last year's playoffs, probably one and a half series. 
What was um, his three point percentage this year? He he takes so many wide open looks too. Like I bet the advanced analytics are so bad. And like he lost a shot. He used to have like a sidestep pull up three, and it's gone. He can't shoot. He, that doesn't drop. It doesn't drop for him anymore. So I can't with that fucking dude. Uh, double F minus. Anyway, lastly, not leastly, uh, I know I said Grant Williams, but we should grade Joe Missoula. I think he stepped into a tough spot. I, I I do think he's a I do think he's a good coach. I just don't love his guard rotations. I really don't. I know I've been banging on him about this all season. I don't love his guard rotation, despite sticking up for Marcus Smart this this show. Um, and I don't, I still don't, he's gotten a little better about timeouts, right? I do think he's gotten a little bit better. He has, he has. I think someone said something, but I still am a little worried about big moment timeouts and maybe, but maybe he knew, maybe he was trying to let him play through stuff in the regular season and he actually does know how to do it, which might be 3D chess. Possible. I might like that. It's yeah. possible. Um, <laughs> I would, I would give him like a, like a B minus. I'll give him a little more crowd. I'll give him a B plus because okay. of the situation he was coming into. And Context if he told me. Right when you you told me when Adoka left that we were still going to be a two seed, almost have sixty wins, and yeah, I and, thought I was going to fuck and, the season up a whole lot yeah, worse. You're actually right. So I meant my grade B plus. I'm trying yeah. to. I'm I'm thinking back to the start of the season, and it would have been worse with the potential to go up to an A. If yeah. if we get back to the finals, listen, right. I I want to win really bad. I do. The NBA finals but after everything of your grade. <laughs> yeah, after everything that happened, if we can get back to the finals, and again, our head coach's first year. I think he has to get an A for the season. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. it's not like it's not like he's building on a finals appearance from last I year. I hope that happens. I'm happy to change the grade, sir. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the also the double the guard double big lineup. He's got to figure that shit out. Someone's got to talk to him about that you because can't do it with smart. In there's, there. You really just can't. Smart yeah, can't bring the ball yeah. up if you're doing double bigs. Um, you can't. You, you, you can't. can't. You can't. Also, I like. I don't want Derek White to have 42 minutes in his legs. He do, he can't play like that. Like he needs to he's at his best when he's playing like up to I think like 34 minutes, like maybe 32 minutes. I don't want him to have 40 minutes in his legs when he has to guard somebody in a crunch time situation or make something happen. I think that's been a worry with this team. I do think that a lot like a lot of legs fall off like late, so I do think there's some management is required here, but yeah, I'm worried about his rotations too. Um last grade, Celtics Twitter F minus. Yep, for sure. But we love you. Listen to our show. But we love you. RTS. Like our shit. Well, for myself, uh, DK Sizzle, and the real BK Bob Kelly, we've done it once before, and we're doing it now, and I'm sure we'll do it again. Thank you so much for listening. Go see Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed.